0: aren't you doing great yeah it's a it's a beautiful day good to be alive
1: exactly it's great to be alive and it's always it, the memories i have with the executive uh with the um chairman of the board and how we i learned how to to use a hammer i'm excited finally to see him again even though it's in virtual person so i'm excited to welcome to the program uh, again ken gold ken uh for mission 500 he's the chairman of the board and also laurie gift harris executive director for Mission 500. Guys, thanks for stopping by. What's your perspective?
2: Glad to be here.
3: Yeah, great to be here. Awesome,
1: so we're gonna kind of go into really quickly starting out with a question for Ken, and basically to understand, can you tell us how you got involved in Mission 500, Ken?
2: Sure, I'd love to. Um, I was actually uh, the person that represented New Jersey uh, Association. I'm now the president there. Uh, and I traveled the country, and we were, I believe, in Texas, and um, I was, was, it was the ISC show, uh, I'm sorry, it was the ESX show, sorry for all these shows, ESX show, and I was walking with my wife through the hallways, because I was just about done with my uh, responsibilities to uh, ESA, and uh, this fella that was at the booth, it was a Mission 500 booth, I looked over, and I happened to know him, his name was Tim Papora happened to be, at that time, the chairman of the board. He uh, saw my softball jacket. We won the championship, I think, that year and a hat. And he says, "Um, you play softball? I said, yeah, I surely do. He says, I hear you run a lot of golf outings and stuff. I said, yes. He says, I hear you're very active in English. I said, yes, I have something for you, he says. (laughs) (laughs) So we we did get to talking, and we had a nice chat. My wife, um, he won my wife over, which is much more important. And my wife said, you know, you do all these different things for different people. This sounds wonderful. She says, this way here you can help children. That's really your goal in life, to help children. That's all you do as coach. I said, yeah. So um, after thinking about it, my wife and I had a discussion about it again. Uh, I did call Timmy and said, I'm very interested. Uh, a young lady named Janet Fenner uh, was running the golf outing uh, up in my turf, I guess, New Jersey. And they had asked me to kind of take over the softball game and... Uh, get it to the next level. Uh, I have to say Janet did such a wonderful job with that game that it wasn't the next level. I think it was just keeping it right where it was. Um, So there's where I met everybody um, and I really had a great time doing it. And we kind of did a little different things. By the way, I just want to say Neil, that Neil there, he had the winning hit last year (laughs) to beat my team. So Neil. (laughs) 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 uh but we had a lot of fun right neil that was surely and and we also definitely uh, a blast yeah and we struck a hammer with my son my son is almost as big as neil by the way so i had the two gentle giants next to me (laughs) hitting the hammer um but we did also uh as we do at Mission 500, we did um we helped some people that needed housing and uh it was a very good event right with that fantastic event again uh, so so we moved on that um you know how life goes that uh, within a year, I was asked to be on the uh, advisory board, um, accepted it. It had to be voted in. They voted me in. Uh, it was about a, another year, move fast. Uh, Tim Papora had gotten a very big position in the industry and said, I really can't handle the responsibilities anymore. Uh, and that's how I ended up being the chair. Alan Foreman put my arm behind my back and some other people. And um, But I love it. Um, And I love the mission, so I thought it was good timing in my life to do something like that. And it's been wonderful being the chairman. So I'm the chairman now, two years, heading into my third. I think I'm going to take my third term. And uh, that's how I got involved with Mission 500 and how I've been staying active with Mission 500.
0: Well, let's back up a second because there may be some people watching who haven't seen um, uh, one of our shows on Mission 500 before. What is Mission 500? What are the goals, purposes, visions?
2: So we, we really catered to Title I schools uh, throughout the country. Uh, my first experience was going to a school and making backpacks for them. These are the children I don't have, we'd like to give to. Um, it really has been a um, heartfelt a bit because I grew up in a Title Two school in, in uh, Staten Island. So I've been through uh, giving my jacket away to a child or giving my lunch away because they just didn't have any. You know, I just was... Um, fortunate enough to be able to do that, even though I was in a Title I district. So to me, it really hit home, you know? So yes, we, throughout the country, uh, been, we've been to the Bronx, we've been to Florida. We've been, of course, we're heading more to the West Coast, a little bit more. Also, we, uh, I've been involved with the burn camp, uh, children who barely get very badly burnt in fires or chemicals. We, uh, have a camp for those children once a year. Uh, and we donate to that also. Uh, the New York City Fire Department runs that, but it also is for the whole Northeast. So that's been rewarding. Uh, unfortunately, those poor young ladies were taken in the sex trade down in Texas. We uh, also help there, where we give them uh, supplies for schools. I went to Texas. I was there, um, and it really was also a very rewarding experience. We uh, we, we do several things for definitely homeless. We've been very involved with the homeless in California. Uh, so we, we have a, several arms, but I think what we really started with was helping the children. They said 500. We were supposed to help 500 children. That's how it started with uh, George oh, okay. three years ago. And look at where we are today, which I'm very happy to say. So that's really our, uh, it's a mission. And really what I'm proud of, almost everybody is volunteer. We only have two staff, three staff people. Everybody else in this country is volunteer from our industry. So that's why I feel it's really wonderful. And I get to talk to them, which is really. So that's
0: amazing. the uh, that's kind of an important fact. There, um, the Mission Five Hundred uh, volunteers and board members, and and most of most of the uh, organization is made up of individuals that are are directly associated with the the security industry, in yes. some form or fashion, right?
2: Or or some fashion. Most of them are, are actually. I've been 45 years. Most of them have been like, like three-generation families, or have been very involved with the security industry, one way or the other. You know, um, which was great. Like right now, we have 45 people on our board, on our committee in the Northeast. 45 people that actually are in the industry. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Now, Lori, what is your role with this in 500?
3: Well, you know, let me start and tell you just a little quick background about myself, uh, just so I, I'm not in the security industry, I've never been in the security industry, but what I've been is a, a philanthropy professional for about 30 years. So I've helped small nonprofits get started, and then I've worked with organizations as big as $2, 3000000 million, and I've worked in every seat from operations to fundraising to CEO. So when I first heard about Mission 500, I just fell in love with the mission. And I jumped on board the end of 2020. So Mission 500 is a great organization, but it was really time to have someone come in in a little bit more of a full-time capacity to, to really help Mission 500 get to the next level. So my role is twofold. So one is that I help the organization become more professional with everything from rewriting bylaws to leading board calls and all you know, things in between that. And then also to speak to the security side, I also come alongside those that are in the security industry who are already engaging in philanthropy through corporate social responsibility. And then I help them sort of fulfill that side of the mission, which is to become more involved in philanthropy. So I guess you could probably call me a philanthropy coach. How's that?
1: (laughs) That's my good. And so kind of to follow up with that question, Ken kind of explained the whole, organization again that we've had on before but what is your role as you're the executive director so what do you have to go ahead and do to take it to the next level mission 500 which I I mean it's amazing how much it's grown for what staff and what they've been able to do so far
3: right well again I think it's both infrastructure as well as outward facing right so the infrastructure has to become you know much more professional in order for us to really even begin to move to that next level so that's a part of it But the other side is really um, expanding it across the US. So I'm out here in Portland, Oregon. So I've already started to work with a gentleman who's new to our advisory board about building the Oregon arm. And my personal goal is for us to have an ambassador in every single city. I mean, excuse me, every single state. Yeah, city would be awesome, but let's start with state. So we'll go from regions to states. So that would be part of my goal or my role be to go out, to go to some of these shows and things and represent Mission 500 as well to to really increase awareness that Mission 500 is the charity of choice for the security industry. They just don't know that yet. So we just have to get out there and make sure that they know that.
0: Right. So you guys uh, have had a tough year. I mean, it seems like it would be a tough year for anybody, but um, charities as a whole uh, 2020 was was hard on them. How how are you surviving? How are you hanging in there?
3: Yeah, we're actually doing really well. We have been very, very fortunate to have a lot of people who have stuck with us. I'll give you a quick stat that they said one in three nonprofits will not make it out of 2020. And in my consulting work that I do, I've seen that. So to say that Mission 500 came out strong enough to hire me after a 2020 says... A lot about uh, the organization because I was actually supposed to be hired in March of last year, and then when COVID hit, we all just went, oh, wait, wait, let's just sort of see what happens." And um, so then I came along in about August, September timeframe. So that just speaks, I think, to the commitment of the individuals. We've had we had a golf tournament last year uh, at the end of the year that was in person. But before that we had this, you know, mission 500 club where people were virtually raising money for us at 500 here, 500 there. And it just really filled in the gaps.
1: So when do we expect the in-person events to happen for mission 500? Are we going to have, and also I didn't put down, are we going to have a softball game this year? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we uh, obviously after the outing, Um, which was very successful in New Jersey. Perfect timing. Um, And uh, we did very well with that. I think we raised 75,000, Larry, right. And uh, we did get everybody away from their world for a day everybody felt just good about being there. And it was so good to see all my industry friends and our industry friends there and the fire department was there. So uh, we, we, I had, we, we, Sorry, Laurie. We got a gift <laughs> with <Lori>. Laurie. <laughs> we ended up with a gift um, that raising that uh, to get us through a recovery year. I'd say this year is still a recovery year as a chair. Mm-hmm. I feel we we still have to be careful with our spending, and we we did uh, the hardest thing I think for me was adjusting not only this budget with the New Jersey Electronic Life Safety Association's budget, you know. So I was kind of had both of those to change, right? The end of my companies, right? But uh, we went okay. I think. We, After that, uh, I had went to the board and said, I don't feel comfortable doing anything in person at this point with everything going on through the country. Uh, Let's give it some time. So uh, as chair, I decided to stop all traveling um, and any other live events. So the good news is in June, in the Boston area, uh, Jeff Coco, Janet Fenner, and others are uh, and they took that one away from me, which was very nice because, you know, I'm so busy with everything else. We're going to have a golf outing in June, probably later June, Larry. I'm not sure exactly what the date is, but uh, and we're looking for a course right now. So that's going to be a live event. Look for it. We're going to do it. Um, of course, we have uh, the ISC West. We're, we're planning. I'll be planning to attend. So, um, you know, we're working on that softball game. Yes, Neil, you get a chance to beat us with your base hit again. <laughs> 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 he's, been, he's, he's been working out he's not telling he's working out all winter <laughs> he's, uh, he's, that's, he's,
1: well, I think I need to be told that hey, this is going to happen now so
2: <laughs> October 2nd um, I already spoke to the New York City Fire Department uh, as you saw that was the, so we have one game against the, the travel team in the New York City Fire Department uh, we have a travel team uh, for Mission 500 uh, my cousin Pat Tobin who's in California is coming in he's an All-American Kip Grant um, from CMS and others and my son, myself, were playing. So that's nice. We have, so we build a team to, to f- play the New York city fire department, by the way, that's a travel team. I think it was three, three, after nine innings last year. That's how good the game yeah, was. Yeah. They're very good. Very good yeah. team. And then we did the home run derby. And then of course, Neil, uh, you know, made me cry in my beer all night. Cause he beat, beat us in a softball. game. <laughs> yeah. The sponsor game is actually the fun game. Uh, we do have um, other events we're, we're going to be doing in November. We have a group uh, that we get together, the executive group out of New York and New Jersey, although anybody could come and they come throughout the country and we do a dinner and we recognize the people in our industry, not because of how much money they have, it's because of how much they've done for us right in this industry. So like Christine Marzano, um, who has been now the Northeast leader, she's being recognized uh, names. You would probably know in the industry now, um, and, uh, you know, at dinner, uh, anything we make there, again, goes to Mission 500. Um, that will be the day before the ISC show, we believe. It's being scheduled east, right? So uh, that will be in New York City, we hope. Uh, keep in mind all the restaurants. We're not sure what we're going to do. So we're back out. We're, we're, we're ready to go.
0: <laughs> so, all right. It's great. Yeah, about, uh, Security 5K at ISC West. Is that going to happen?
2: We are right now looking at two venues. Uh, good question, because we haven't decided yet. It will be either virtual Well, we might try to do a little bit of a splash of virtual and, and keep in mind it is July in Vegas. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think uh, the people out there are actually very they've run, you know, so we're not expecting anybody to come to run that doesn't run. Right, and then everybody else like me walks. Like, <laughs> I walk, right. So the two K is the walk. I think there yeah, would be, but yeah, right now that's where we are. We haven't made a decision yet. I uh, spoke to Cat yesterday for a long time, and uh, hopefully we'll give you that answer in two or three weeks or so.
3: Yeah, but we will be there.
2: Okay. Yes, we will what, be
3: there.
1: Yeah, so that, that there you go. That's the that's all hope will be there. That's the, again the uh, hope is what we're seeing with the vaccine, and we're seeing the progress of hopefully uh, being back to non away from virtual events and in person. That will be awesome. Now, yeah. when you talked about your plan, Lori, which I think is really interesting is the fact of bringing mission 500 to areas that people do not know you very well. So that strategy is that reaching out to people locally in the security industry versus the, how you guys already connected nationally to some really big organizations in the security industry. Now more grassroots in those states you're talking about?
3: Yep, absolutely, yeah. So I've already started to reach out to some of the individual um, fire organizations that are in different states. And that's sort of where I'm starting is with them to get some of the names, because otherwise certainly I could sit on my computer and Google for days upon end to come up with those organizations. But starting with the um, associations and getting contacts from them and just beginning to reach out to find people that are um, interested. And then really, again, we just need an ambassador somebody who says, hey, yeah, that looks really great. I want to be that for Washington State or Philadelphia or Pennsylvania or whatever those states are. And then I'll come alongside them and help them, you know, like I said, coaching them to um, include other people into that. And then just slowly by slowly, we'll just begin to build it out and start doing those events in uh, those cities. But one thing I wanted to interject really quickly, if it's okay, is I forgot my most important job. My most important job is actually to keep Ken in line. And Ken has already forgotten something.
2: <laughs> Ken, 100%. what did you forget? That's your full-time job, tell him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you forgot something in Florida.
2: Yes. So we uh, just started a group. I'm meeting, I'm retired from ADT. I was actually a GM on September 11th, unfortunately. So uh, I did retire after that. So I am meeting um, with uh, Bob Sanders. He is uh, the person that does all the public relations Uh We already did a, he was part of the golf outing. We're starting another region. I'm gonna be the chair of it because I have a house in Florida also. And we're thinking about doing a dinner cruise down there. Uh, uh, We are looking for a champion down there. I'm interviewing some people as I go down. Um, So I think right off the bat, uh, we hope to have it as as many people in the security industry as we have in the Northeast. Uh, We have a group in the West uh, already, uh, but COVID has slowed us down a bit. Uh, Leanne's down there, so we have about seven uh, people already uh, in the, in the uh, how would you say, the Los Angeles area, I would say, California area. Uh, and then, of course, we have our powerhouse, Laurie, right, in her area. So I think that uh, the regions will come up uh, quickly now that we're trying to get some relief from COVID. So
0: in talking about, about the mission and what you guys do, and, you know, Ken, you mentioned earlier the original goal to reach high help 500 kids, and obviously you guys have, have well exceeded that. Do you have any stories of impacts uh, that you've seen over the years, maybe for one kid, maybe for you know a handful of
2: kids? I think when you go, when you're actually in there giving the backpacks away. You know, in Florida, uh, I remember when they cried in my, my arms. It was just... Right, just uh, the telling one child told me that they're not going to eat for two or three days, you know. Um, and then we knew we made a difference. Uh, just their smiles, the parents. How about the parents? I just can't tell you how the parents feel uh, about us being there and just just doing it that day, you know keep in mind that, you know, we have a lot of people like cops and I could, by the way, not just mentioning one there's so many other companies like yourself or your company that helps us. Right. But, um, you know, getting those volunteers in enrolling them, uh, and then them seeing what I'm seeing, you know, uh, the burn camp, um, the stories, I just can't tell those stories because it's just sad. but there is, um, I do, uh, do hang out with the chiefs and all that. And they tell me a lot of stuff that goes on. So that's definitely it. Um, Uh, When I did meet one or two of the girls that were taken in that trade uh, down in Texas, uh, um, didn't tell me a story, obviously, but I saw in their eyes a thank you. Thank you so much for caring about me and just helping me through this bad time, Um, even if we were just given some school supplies. They just felt somebody cares about me. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stories. Yes, absolutely.
0: Neil, you got to take some members of your family up. Uh, to the softball game. Yeah, that was
1: a lot of fun. I took my, my baby, Jameson, and also my older daughter Ava, and she. That was really a great experience. Such a great family experience. More of the interesting thing about the tournament is really it's just people that are the family that are involved in this. It's other people who aren't attending, so they're coming to all be part of this. That are watching and are spectators, and it's mostly family. And that's nice, Ken, right? Where they all get together and help each other and you put them to work at the event. Yep, yep. And our
2: families to were together. Yeah,
1: that, so. yep, yep.
0: And Neil, you helped, uh, what, uh, pack some pack up some backpacks. Your family helped with that. Then yes. you also participated in a Habitat for Humanity Ken, event.
1: Yes, that's the mention of learning how to ha- use a hammer that can
0: did you figure out which end to use
1: no (laughs) it's more about it's really tiring you know and you just don't expect it and I was all preparing it's funny for I thought we were doing Habitat in Vegas before COVID came and I'm like okay am I going to be ready because this is going to be a crazy (laughs) trip I'm going to get fly down early all those things and it didn't happen so I'll be ready for the. is Habitat are we going to be involved in that again or you don't know yet based on not sure
2: we're going to try to schedule Mm it yeah, because we're still waiting for the date, Neil. Um, I would have to speak with um, a couple of staff members to see if we'd be able to do it again. Uh, but it, it was rewarding. And just so just so you know, as you know, my grandson's name is Jameson. So we had the two Jamesons together that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes. So the last thing I was going to
1: ask you, Ken, is what is your ultimate goal for Mission 51 What do you want to see it go?
2: I'd like it to mean the ultimate goal which was not that when I came in, it was, it's all about children, right? And make sure we help as many children as we can uh, in different walks of life, um, you know, different ways. But I think really what drives me is just the friendship of everybody. And, and just what this, they have their heart in it. it just, I can't believe you believe that the people I've met and really drive it. So it's not about one person or two people. It's about a team. Of course, the thing I'd love to achieve before I'm out of my, my chair, and by the way, there's so many people around me that will probably do a better job. An idea of a leader is to have people behind you do a better job in, in the next years, and that's kind of what I'm looking at. But more importantly is to get these regions up and running because if we can affect different parts of the country and, and um, they're able to do what we've done in the Northeast, uh, I think that's really going to be my biggest goal in the next year to get that off, get off the ground.
0: Lori, what are some of the things that you've seen? I know your time here is, is still on the, on the new end and you're probably yeah. just getting your feet wet, right? But what are you seeing um, in your involvement with Mission 500?
3: You know, I was on a call the other day with some uh, women, security women, who we were planning an event. And I, I told them this, that I have never seen such a passionate group of volunteers who are so busy and yet still find the time to put a meeting in the middle of their day to talk about a wine fundraiser. So I I would say that's probably the biggest thing. And then to sort of piggyback on what Ken said, I'm all about the kids and and if you look me up on LinkedIn, I think it even says, you know, I exist to empower the, the vulnerable children in this world. That's my kind of philosophy. But with that, I go back to what I said, the philanthropy coach, I love seeing lives transformed people like you and I, who once we start giving back, that is a bigger change than what the child is getting on the other end. Because if we learn to give back, then we who are people who have maybe a little bit more to give, that just multiplies and multiplies. So that has been a joy to watch that in my short, you know, what, four or five months that I've been here. Um, and just to see the passion that people have.
0: All right. We, we'll the best as you, uh, as you get get your feet wet and get back out in the public with Thank uh, you. 500 and, and start planning some, some big, big things for the
1: second half of the year.
3: Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> exactly.
1: So Ken, where can we find information on Mission 500? Where can we go?
2: Well, we have a website. Um, that's probably the best way. Uh, you'll find that on the website, we'll direct you to um where you would need to go and also i think every one of us is just just wants to talk about mission 500 so on the website you'll see a lot of different names uh of people uh i see i probably do most of the communication because i love it (laughs) you know i just love it right but i think the website mission500.org would be the uh where you would probably want to go
3: and i just created a mobile app don't forget about that. Sorry, Laurie. Right. Mission. Look up Mission 500 in your in your uh, Google Store or your Apple Store, and you will find us. And yeah.
1: Fantastic. All right. Well, Keith, I, you always do a summary of our guests, so summarize our guests.
0: Well, Ken and Laurie, thank you so much for for being on with us and talking about Mission 500. It's a cause that we at Lensac believe in, and we want to continue to support. Um, going forward, and it's it's definitely a worthwhile cause. Um, our children really are our future. You know, you know, we we all have to invest in them, um, not just the little crumb snatchers we have at home, but also the uh, the ones uh, who have less support. And so, um, you know, it really does take a, a village to raise raise a child well. And uh, that's part of what we at Lensec believe in. It's part of our mission to help keep. Um, uh, keep people safe uh, and keep assets secure and that's one way we can do it is by giving back a little bit to uh, organizations like Mission 500 so you'll always see Linsek, um as a part of those uh, events um, whenever we can be it's a, it's a big commitment on our part um, to be there and to be a support for you guys um, in the big events that come up and uh, we really truly believe in what you guys are doing so thank you
1: Thank you. Thank, you, for your Thank you. Appreciate it, guys, for stopping yeah. by. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. Again, what what a great What's Your Perspective. Uh, go to Lensec.com slash live to catch up with all of the What's Your Perspective episodes and check us out on iTunes and also on Spotify. And I'll see you guys next week for What's Your Perspective. Take care.
2: Thank you.